0: Hello and welcome to the Anishinaabe History Podcast. I'm Chris Wheat. If you watch a lot of Bigfoot documentaries, some names will start to stand out. They are names as wild as the beasts they seek. Moneymaker, Bobo, Bindernagle, Meldrum. There are many people and many groups dedicated to discovering the truth about Bigfoot. There's something on the hill! I do think there's a squatch in these woods. I am not part of those groups. I have never seen a Bigfoot or Bigfoot tracks. I have spent time in the bush, but no, I have not spent weeks habituating myself to local Bigfoot families. I do keep a lookout for sign when I'm hiking or snowshoeing, however. My wife has a story from her mother. The story comes from Webequay, Ontario, way up on the Winnisk River. A long time ago, a child went missing. People went looking all over for him. They eventually found him near some local rapids. He was okay. He was sitting down by the river with a Bigfoot. When the Bigfoot saw the people coming for the child, the Bigfoot got up and walked back into the forest. The boy was okay. I can't cast doubt onto people's stories of what they saw. I simply haven't seen one myself. I don't doubt the power of mind tricks or misidentification, however. I was hiking one time, and thought I saw a stick move. My brain's first thought was, that stick is moving! But as I jumped back and continued looking at the stick, my brain reevaluated the situation and thought, that's not a stick, that's a snake! It's funny because the snake was tiny and not dangerous. It's interesting because my brain went through that analysis in just a few seconds. So yes, my eyes were tricked, but my perception was quickly re-evaluated to make a correct identification. What are other humans' brains doing when they see a Bigfoot? Is each sighting a hallucination or misidentification? I don't know. I do know, however, that North America was once inhabited by megafauna. And these megafauna lived alongside humans for thousands of years. For instance, there used to be a giant beaver in North America. This is not a myth. This is based on physical evidence. The giant beaver was human-sized, or about five feet tall. Also, there is archaeological evidence that woolly mammoths and prehistoric horses were butchered at the Bluefish Caves 24,000 years ago. The Bluefish Caves are in the Yukon of Canada. In fact, the Bluefish Caves represent one of the oldest known archaeological sites in North America. What I find astonishing is the Cerruti Mastodon site near San Diego, California. Specimens from there indicating human activity have been radiometrically dated to 130,000 years old. Humans were also hunting mammoths in the Siberian Arctic 45,000 years ago. Currently, the shortest distance from Siberia to Alaska is about 80 kilometers across the Bering Strait. At the time of the Bering Land Bridge, which was actually a very large landmass, the region was peopled by megafauna hunters, It's true, humans have been on Turtle Island since time immemorial. Was the Bering Land Bridge really the only corridor ancient humans could have used to inhabit what is now North America? The ancient archipelago region has been inhabited for thousands of years. There have been successive cultures on Greenland from at least 2,500 years ago. Evidence indicates that the peopling of Greenland began on the Canada side of the archipelago. The distance from northwest Greenland to northern Canada is basically just a good kayak away. No joke. The distance from Cape Dyer, Nunavut to Sisamit, Greenland is about 340 kilometers. Was there ever a land bridge in this area with people traveling from northern Eurasia to what is now northern Canada? It is often stated that the megafauna were hunted to extinction, but it is possible that the giant beaver went extinct because its food supply disappeared, not because of overhunting. Why did the food supply disappear? There is evidence of climate change that affected the ecosystem negatively for the megafauna. Yes, climate change. It is thought by some scientists that a meteor impacted the earth at the end of the last ice age, about 12,000 to 15,000 years ago. The evidence comes from Greenland. Beneath a glacier named Hiawatha, there is what looks to be a crater. The crater beneath the Hiawatha Glacier in Greenland was created by a smaller object than the one that killed the dinosaurs, but it was large enough, perhaps, to cause ecological changes in what is now North America. The age of the Hiawatha Glacier Crater is disputed, however, as is whether or not what's below the glacier is actually a crater. Nonetheless, there are myths and legends from across Turtle Island about ancient and giant animals that we today no longer see. Humans have been on this continent for a very long time. Long enough, in fact, to have lived side-by-side with some now-extinct animals, such as the aforementioned mammoths, (coughs) prehistoric horses, and giant beavers. What about Sasquatch? There used to be a 10-foot-tall ape that roamed the Earth. The now-extinct ape is called Gigantopithecus. It is thought that the Gigantopithecus died out about 100,000 years ago, some say 300,000 years ago. The story for its extinction is similar to that of the giant beaver, a loss of food sources due to climate change. 100,000 years ago was the end of the Pleistocene Ice Age, and the large plant-eating Gigantopithecus, according to scientists, was unable to adapt from its fruit-based diet to a grass- and root-based diet when forested areas became savannas. The range of the Gigantopithecus was in what is now China, Vietnam and India. A modern descendant of the Gigantopithecus is the orangutan. King Louis in the recent Jungle Book movie, is what Gigantopithecus may have looked like. You know who I am? No. I am the king of the Badalag. Call me Louis. Is it possible that stories of encounters tens of thousands of years ago became what we now call myths and legends? And what are people today really seeing when they have seen a Sasquatch? So far there has been no definitive archaeological evidence of Gigantopithecus found in North America. It is thought that the range was exclusively in Southeast Asia. Bigfoot researchers say otherwise. That's all for today's podcast, but stay tuned for more episodes in the future. I'm Chris Waite, and this has been the Anishinaabe History Podcast.